Hey, welcome to Thrones of Game. Just before we get into the podcast today, we want to tell you about our other podcast, our brand new show, Pulp Fury Radio. Yes, Pulp Fury Radio is where we take the aesthetics of old world radio and pair them with new pulp genres. Our first season is almost done. We've got four stories out now with one more to go. And starting out is the B-grade sci-fi horror story. It came from the bottom of the ocean, but also from space. If you like a bit more classic mystery, we also have the last known sighting of Irma Strauss, a murder mystery set on a speeding train. But if this is too much darkness for you, we've got a light-hearted fantasy adventure story and working-class wizards. After that, we've got the harrowing, haunting story, The Terror in the Walls. And then our season finale coming very soon is Jazz Noir, the music of murder. Check us out now on PulpFuryRadio.com or Pulp Fury Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's do Thrones Game! Realms of the Living, welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast that watches the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, well, just grab a chicken and sit down. Bren, let me tell you. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. And joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you? I'd like two chickens. Yeah, yeah, chicken is good. And uh, unexpected guest, Paul Goodman from What Good Thing. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I came in early, had my chickens, and now I've got the the innkeeper's daughter just on, on my lap. See, that's just that's thinking ahead. Yes, yeah. We have an extra guest because, again, as always, Renegade Podcast Pew 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 Pew. We just watched season four, episode one, entitled Two Swords. But before to that, we have to get into one Scotch. Woo! So this is Dude, the uh, yeah, this is the Luggable and nine year old Lannister signature, signature Scotch, uh, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yes. To the uh, end of another season. Clink. Cheers. Season finale. Woo! Mm. Bald. Peaty. Yeah. Smoky. Sharp. It goes down, goes down smooth. Yeah. It's my ideal kind of whiskey. Smoky, peaty. Yeah, yeah. It Boy. definitely ne- lets you know that it's there. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's got Hello. a nice kind of burn all the way down. It feels good. I'll keep you warm <laughs> on the cold winter nights at the wall. Oh, winter mm. is coming, but yeah, we are adequately prepared now. All right. Yes. Another way- I may need to break halfway through and get more whiskey, but <laughs> we, can, we I mean, can cross that bridge when we come to it. It's only fair. So I don't know. Do, we, do I introduce Paul or do we just yes. go into this? Paul, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself there. Oh, well, I'm, I'm Paul Goodman. I'm from One Good Thing, uh, the podcast that tries to find or does find, in fact, good things in terrible movies. Um, we've been doing this for a few years now. Haven't, haven't had a film yet that is completely worthless. And mm. that's the aim. Not yep. to find one that's completely worthless to continue yeah. finding worth in bad movies, I should point out. Yeah, yeah, but, and you've been yeah. on the Simpsons Index a bunch of times. We've been on OGT times. a bunch of times, and yep. and yeah, now you're the first person to cross into the thrones. <laughs> yeah, I bugged you um, about a month into isolation. Mm. <laughs> I went, God, I need to do things. <laughs> I need plans. I need validation. Yes, and here we are doing a thing. Well, just for everyone at Ooh. home, Paul Goodman and uh, Ellie O'Neill, what just happened? Oh, a bunch of stuff, but like not a lot, but also a bunch. Mm. Yeah, this is one where I have a lot of notes <laughs> a on lot like of stuff. Yeah, on, yeah, on uh, like who was in a scene, but then I didn't really write down anything about that scene for the most part. Uh, which, yeah, but th- that said, I was never bored. It was just, and here are these characters, and they're having a bit of a chat, and here are these characters having a bit of a chat. Yeah, 
I, I think this just uh, episode is just indicative of all the premiere episodes that I've seen on these finales where it's like catching us up from everything that happened. Mm. Yeah, if if you remember. Yeah. yeah. These important people died last season. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a sense of a shockwave kind of running through, especially the beginning of this one. Uh, this is, yeah. It just has straight cold open to the reforging of two swords. Oh, wait, mm. that's the title of the episode. Credits. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good one. So, yeah, a lot of molten lava for a cold open. Yeah, and all I could do is sit there going, <laughs> <laughs> that is not how you make a sword. <laughs> Damn it! I di- I didn't know. This is not my. I don't have that nous. Yeah, you don't. You don't have a mold. That's not how this works. It'd be incredibly. It would break the first time you swung it. Maybe Valerian steel works differently, but uh, right, oh yeah, you know, in in the real world, not how you do it. Different for Valerian steel, mate. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> the moldable sword metal. <laughs> yeah, it's so like Play-Doh. Yeah, <laughs> give it to your kids and they'll learn. Yeah, <laughs> one of those education. Works in the points. right hands. Yeah, a left-handed. Mm. What is it? A forty-year-old left-handed. Yeah, failure or whatever the line is. Yeah, when uh, poor excuse for a night. Definitely not my excuse- father. Uh, yeah, Jim <laughs> yeah. Jam, Jim Jam Lannister gets kind of served in this one. Yeah, he does. Uh, Tyrion gets served quite a lot as well. I right. think. He gets he gets served many chips that he has to carry on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Okay, well, to get into uh, so everyone at home, I mean, what 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 is the big moment that happens out of this one? I suppose yeah, the forging of the two swords from Rob Stark's sword. Uh, this is where both Oathbreaker and Widow's Whale come from, uh, and there's a whole big fight at the end, all about chickens, which was a bit of a meme at the time. But we'll get to that. <laughs> First up, however, is uh, we'll start with you, Paul. What's your MVP from this episode? I mean, it was the thing that you just said we'll get to later. Okay, fuck uh, it. Renegade, but, you. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it was... I'd forgotten that it was at the end of this episode. Uh, and and as that scene started with them just <laughs> crouched down looking at all the uh, the people uh, yeah. going in and out of that thing, you know, just before they're going to go and rape that, that, that young girl. Um, great comedy episode. Um, <laughs> I just went, oh, oh boy, this yep. is this is going to be great because you've got the the awesome uh, back and forth between Arya and the Hound outside. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole lots of people name their swords, lots of cunts. <laughs> yeah, I did love <laughs> it's, that. <laughs> it's 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 sublime. And then yeah, everything that happens inside with the the, the chicken talk. Mm-hmm. Can you have a new segment called Chicken Talk? Oh, could, I don't know how often it comes up, but I want it. <laughs> well, it is a kind of cock talk. Ah! I'll take it. Oh, what's nice. this? It's that. It's cock talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even then, I've just the hound in this entire scene. I love all his dialogue of you know, Ari's all. He killed my friend Lonnie. What the fuck is a Lonnie? Is Lonnie? <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, will I find out what a Lonnie is at some point? Yeah, uh, I believe you know it's been a while, but uh, when Arya yeah. stabs this guy, she does a little recreation of uh, how he killed Lonnie. Mm. So, yeah. uh, I, I I was going to ask how much your because I've obviously been listening to every episode, but I don't pick up on how much you you let, let trickle down to Elliot of what's uh, going to happen in the As little as possible. Um, yeah. The general rule is if the show's spoiled it, and I should know by now, I'm allowed to clarify sort of those things. Mm. But yeah, yeah okay. um, scene specifics and characters and stuff, but I don't exactly have a great memory for, you know, the fucking 60 characters that are in this show 60 anyway. 60 if only. <laughs> <laughs> that would maybe, be nice. Maybe just in Bravos, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, so you're going to get a nice surprise when you find out what Alonny is. Uh, yeah. And by nice, 
I don't mean nice. <laughs> I just to be Game of Thrones nice. Not pleasant, but uh... yeah. But, oh. yeah. Yeah, well, like, even in this episode, I feel like this is the first time I heard that Arya had a mother who died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is one of the issues, is that it's not spoken of that much more after after this episode. Yeah, no. it's mostly um, about Ned. Yeah. Like when when uh when they have that scene John and Sam and John's talking about Rob and mm-hmm. the, like their childhood, that's the only time he talks about Rob ever again. Yeah, he's true. just he he's like, Oh, he's dead, is he? Hmm. Well, Oh, yeah. Off I go. I guess he's got a lot going on. That's true. I mean, I think maybe that's probably happening just because to have a character stop and reflect about everyone who's died would just slow everything down so much. But it is kind of weird that... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Rob gets another throat. Rob or Catelyn... Ah, I suppose Littlefinger mentions Catelyn, but Rob, other than being dead, or someone referencing, I defeated Rob Stark. Other than that, I don't think he comes up again. Oh, there's a Rob Stark and a Ned Stark? Shh. Okay, yeah, part Back of what shadow. I'm not meant to know. <laughs> no, you can know that. People mention his name. Uh, remember when yeah. the uh, little people were all riding around having a recreation of the War of Five Kings? Yeah. And one of them had a wolf head, and that was Rob Stark, and then Sansa was all sad. So yeah. Rob Stark is Arya's dad? No. Uh, no. Ned Stark is. <laughs> yeah. Ned Stark is, and Rob is her brother. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, I got to meet a Rob. Yes. Yeah. You, you get, is... There'll be one episode where you meet a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I wonder and, what happens to them. <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's like there's two or three more moments like that where you just meet another like, tent full of people. Yeah, <laughs> and and you just get to be with them now. Yeah, forever. Yeah. So this is the thing that like occurred to me because like what I knew about Game of Thrones before this is what I pieced together from memes on Facebook mm. from my friends, mm. and all I <laughs> mostly knew that was Joffrey was a cunt. Yep. And mm. it's like it was very satisfying one. seeing his death last week. And then the sudden realization after the podcast, oh, I'm stuck with him. (laughs) That's it now. (laughs) And yeah, now my face is like the Tyrion face inside the wedding, just bleak. (laughs) (laughs) It's his face is his face when he learns that Oberyn's come in place of his brother. That slow realization Mm. of oh no. (laughs) Sorry, we'll Sorry, we'll get to that one. Um, I just kind of want to touch a little bit on your MVP because I do want to mention a few other things. Uh, how you'll, I'll have if you keep talking, I'll have to eat every fucking chicken in this room. It became mm, a huge meme. Yeah. People would like color the hound to be like the colonel from KFC. <laughs> And I also wanted to mention that there's a bit where they're doing the classic kind of pin to the ground, they're struggling over a knife thing, and there's a bit where the hound just grabs the guy's head and is like struggling to grab purchase, and then he realizes he can't stab, he can't get his arm up to the guy, but he can bring his head to the knife. He's like, well, if I can't stab you with a knife, I'll stab the knife with you. Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> No, and uh, I guess we're on the violence question. Sure. Out pew of pew. order. Pew, yeah. pew. Pew, pew. Uh, <laughs> And this was a wonderful fight scene, and I yep. always like it, especially with a hound where, you know, he's meant to be a little bit conveniently, you know, winning against five people. But, mm. you know, this one showed him losing at points, and yeah. uh, it was mm-hmm. like nice close quarters bar fighting where they were even talking in the episode before, you know, Short Sword is uh, bad at close range. And I think this was demonstrating how the hound kind of fucked himself by having such a large piece. Yeah, true. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, it's 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 great. There's um, we rewatched the whole series recently, and there are so many times where we just look at each other uh, <laughs> during a sword fight and go, "Oh, this doesn't look as good as I remember." Mm. <laughs> um, and and but this one did. This one looked mm. great. The hound is just using his weight and bowling into people, yeah. <laughs> and and it's gory. And the the, the cuts, 
the cuts are about as good as the sort of you know the non-contact cuts mm. get because you still see the effect of somebody spin around and blood fly out of their mouth and yeah it's like the suggestion of a lot of it yeah and then of course have a guy swing and then the reaction shot of someone like squirting out cranberry juice out of their lips and yeah. uh, that works <laughs> like it feels so- visceral Exactly. Someone does get stabbed in the cock, yep. you know, which is very suggestive of being stabbed in the cock. And then um, you also have, um, b- b- yeah, just the, the the face on the knife, which is ah, it's that, that, that's that saving Private Ryan kind of intimacy. Yeah. Mm. But it's not like uh, one hit and it's done. It's like stab, stab. And the guy's screaming and then he has no eye. And then it's like, yeah. ah, God. Yeah, it's not shh, 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 shh. It's... it's <laughs> And screaming. Yeah. Um, and Arya and- as well. That is such a cool kill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember um, if this is her first I kind of, I was wondering kill. that as well. I feel like it must be, but I'm not sure. There's there's one other person, definitely, but it's not really, it's like a, it's not part of her list. It's just a, a thing that happens. Mm. Um, it's not even really spoiling if I say it, but I just want to leave that for yeah. you, Elliot. It's a nice little <laughs> surprise. Little, little surprises everywhere. And you go, oh. But um, yeah, because it could they make a real big thing of it, and you get mm. a sort of like, Johan Johansson style sting as she kills that first guy, and <laughs> mm. then the look on her face when she finally pushes needle through that guy's throat. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, hey, revenge is good. <laughs> it's like, everyone was telling me that, like it wouldn't bring the catharsis I wanted, but I feel great. Yeah, really did, <laughs> really, really did. And what? now we get chicken. This is great. <laughs> we got horses and chicken and the. The bug, the, the innkeeper is all like, hey, thanks for saving. Well, this is awesome. Violence is great, guys. <laughs> the hound, why didn't we do this sooner? Yeah. <laughs> they just all grab a nail to revenge. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> but yeah, even like the way she killed him was like very needle-esque of the sword as mm. well. And just like, it wasn't like sold with a big sound effect or a shunk or a big reaction. It was just... Like yeah. just really mm. slow yeah. and purposeful, and the wound is just this little Quiet. hole that just starts gushing. I was like, yeah, yeah, that would that would be that. Fucking um, surgery, loved it. Yeah, I did love this whole thing. It's basically looking almost like a, a western bar brawl. You know, mm. the people are crashing through things and flipping tables, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's good fun. No, I, and I love these sort of scenes with like barroom fights or what, like saloons or whatever, where you know the dust and the shit in the bar is so much part of it and they've got those shots where mm. the light's shining through from outside and catching the dust like it just it looks very artful mm-hmm. i love it yep oh well lj neil what was your mvp Oberon. hey i knew it that was <laughs> my other one yeah <laughs> the mandonorian or the mandadorian oh yeah it's close ah, yeah it's pretty so good, good. <laughs> uh this like he just rules he's just yeah reeking with charisma and yeah uh, uh, well even before he's you even see him on scene this whole you know dornish procession shows up and they're looking for his banners like oh he's not here that's weird where is he? he's like oh he arrived yesterday yeah it's like, like well how are we gonna find him so like, well he's famous for fucking half of westeros where do you think we'll find him <laughs> <laughs> oh and fucking uh broad as well <laughs> well i'd be taking a sleep but i'm getting old <laughs> again just stellar acting from that dude oh uh, yeah once again broad fucks in this entire episode well there's but- that there's that um that they're exchanged when they're waiting for Oberyn of uh, how yeah. many Dornishmen does it take to fuck a goat? Please don't. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> yeah, we don't get a punchline. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is a raven like a writing desk? Because they're never written uh, set backwards. Huh? That's the actual answer. Oh. Yeah. Or allegedly. I like Danny's answer of uh, neither one can swim. <laughs> um, but apparently the official answer is they're never backwards. 
Oh, so a raven oh. is back is never backwards, and you never put a writing desk backwards. Right. <laughs> Allegedly. Both delicious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, my MVP, yeah, my MVP as well is definitely that whole brothel scene. Because first of all, it's like one yeah. bit of nudity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the lady son just, you know, being fussy. He's like, oh, she's too timid. I don't like timid. And the other girl's like, oh, oh. I can I can kick myself in the back of the head. <laughs> hey, how about when that? When I'm being an idiot. <laughs> Stupid. But yeah, yeah uh, fuck, I should remember Dornish lady's name by now. But yeah, just her her, her almost bro reaction to that. Whoa, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So I was going to I was gonna act all like not too impressed, but ooh, wow, yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> And the funny thing about this scene as well, and just furthering my point that anytime uh, Oberon's had a chat about being gay or being bisexual or whatever, there's always two women making out in the background. (laughs) You don't make it too gay, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to... to, uh interest the audience still yeah You're like oh yeah that's great he's he's lovely and he's very open-minded but mm. where are the titties yeah these are two dudes talking about fucking we need to make this more hetero and have some girls in the background making out yeah <laughs> yeah so as, no, yeah I'm as much right. as i loved the conversations yep. in this scene like i do feel like sometimes they play these scenes as game of bros a little bit but <laughs> i, I forgive it entirely for Oberon's entire thing where he hears someone singing reigns of castlemere and is like yeah. oh oh fuck this shit mm. walks in and finds some <laughs> lannister troops and just has a great little back and forth with them and yeah That's the guy so goes good. for a storm and he shanks him with the um dagger and i had a good little line i well i feel uh, but he plays a game of knifey swordy <laughs> <laughs> what's his um what's his line of uh like your gold and your lions and your gold lions make you think you're better than everyone else. <laughs> this was actually one of those scenes where I kind of thought maybe it would end without violence and you would just have that tension build and then not get it and be <laughs> no. like, okay. But even that would have been kind of satisfying, but much more satisfying to watch a dude stabbed in the wrist and he's like, you better go get some help for your friend. I cut a lot of veins. Yeah. And the old... <laughs> uh I just love that scene of, yeah, you could attack me right now, but look at the position I'm in, and yeah, I'm just flexing. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a, yeah. uh, do you feel lucky, punk? Yeah. Kind of moment, but, uh, oh, it's yeah, so it's good. Yeah, it's exactly that. He's, he's grabbing, like, he, he, he comes in, he does what he wants with who he wants. Mm. The, the, the great thing is, it's with, it's with a guy who's wildly expensive. Um, <laughs> just grab, grabs his cock. Yeah. That's what he wants. He's going to have to take a break to fight. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Just, yeah, everything about Oberon is awesome. And I do like that this really establishes his hatred for Lannisters. And that, Mm. that, even though that doesn't fully play out, because he does play the diplomat for most of the rest of the season, up until fighting the mountain and losing his face. um, Yeah, immediately, I know what this guy is about. I know his entire deal. I know what he wants. I know what he acts like. Uh, I know he wants it his way. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's a great little scene. I love it. And Does it hurt on the backwards watch to know that he dies horribly? <laughs> a little bit, because it's just like, oh, then he didn't get to play in the rest of the series. But then, on the other hand, he didn't get to play in the rest of the series. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he could go off and do Mandalorian. And yeah, mm-hmm. I loved the shit out of that show. So yeah. And it was his yeah. own hubris. Mm. If he just, you know, kept his distance yeah. and poked the hound with the spear and not got too close, he'd be fine. But no. Yeah. Oh, that's not the Oberon way. No, it definitely <laughs> isn't. And I do, I freaking love, maybe my favorite line of the whole thing is when Braun walks in and meets him and it's just this moment of was like like when'd you work uh, mercenary it's like well I'm a knight now how'd you do that must have killed the right people he's like <laughs> I like this guy yeah. Like, yeah, I spin off this series guy. this I don't care that one of them is dead <laughs> I want to watch that show 
Oh yeah. I'm just gonna just gonna refill the whiskey. Yeah, no, it is good whiskey. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's very nice. Yep. Oh, better than the other ones you've tried. Yeah. Whiskey <laughs> intermission. Whiskey intermission. Go get some whiskey for yourself. So what whiskeys have we done? We did the fire and ice. Is that it? I think this is our first non-Johnny Walker, isn't it? Yeah, must be. We had the fire, yeah, the fire, the ice, the um, the Game of Thrones one, the other, there were three Johnny Walkers, then they launched this, this range. Oh, they did too. Yeah, it was the White Walker, the fire, ice, and this, yeah. And we've still got your black one in the thing. Because, yeah, the White Walker, oh, no. White Walker, yeah, <laughs> White Walker was okay, I liked mm. the fire, and then the Song of Ice was shit. Yeah, I was uh. I feel the the fire to me was like it needed cinnamon or something with some punch in it. It just out the expectation was not met by the the driver. Mm. Whereas at least the ice one, I expected like quiet and mellow, and that's yeah. what I got. But yeah, it wasn't very flavorsome. But you know, for something simple. Mm. But no, I don't know why they've done this thing of releasing all these whiskeys a year after the series ended. I mean, mm. I'm glad they did. It's delicious. And yeah, it's given us something to talk about it with this yeah now ended series. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it makes no sense. But hey, scotch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Especially after, yeah after season eight, people going. I know. Let's cash in on Game of Thrones. Right. If it, it feels, it feels it's so weird. Yeah. It might, but, the only way I can think of it is if they only had the idea at about the halfway point, and then all the distilleries yeah. were like. Well, it's going to take like four years to do this. Are you sure? Guys, like, yeah, we'll be riding high. That'll, the series will be over and we'll just be the most biggest thing on television still. Don't worry about it, guys. Don't even worry about it, guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are grateful that this is the only new content they're releasing <laughs> at the moment because, yeah, they had that one spin off series that they shot one episode and cancelled immediately. Really? Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. I forgot what it was meant to be. It was when I. I heard about it when I didn't know what Game of Thrones words meant. Like, now I can sort of confidently say I know what a Lannister is and what this risky is <laughs> I mean, referencing. I'm just saying, Bronn and Oberon spin off Oberbron. <laughs> it, could be, it, it could be Bronn as Master of Coin. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> fucking half of Westeros. That he doesn't deserve. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was my MVP. What mm. about you? Was that yours as that well? That was mine as well. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, to be truthful, yeah, uh, The Hound and Arya was my MVP, but uh, yeah, for some, my, that was definitely my second place. Those are definitely the biggest moments from this. A uh, little thing yeah. I will want to throw to, I do really like that this is obviously where Sansa has found out what's happened to her mother and Rob. She's very disconnected, but I do really like that builds to the next episode, or rather our previous episode, that moment with uh, Tyrion in the cup and then kind of having that connection of we're suffering in this together, we may as well be a unit. I mean, it doesn't last, but I do like that in this one, she's all like, please fuck off, Tyrion. I would really like no one to talk to me right now and talk to yeah. me is all you do. And in the next one where there's that bit of, that, that just that brief moment of solidarity between the two of them. Yeah. And if, I think that's what Game of Thrones' greatest strength was, is was to hint at something and it, maybe it never came true, but that's life. Like you mm. hint, there are moments where you think, oh, that could have been a thing, but I guess I never get to explore that because... People move and things change, and you just never see some people again. Yeah, some of the most exciting bits of, of Thrones are the are the scenes where two people are just sitting down and talking because some some of the mm. some of the dialogue and some of the I guess like the the power balance at play um, shifting as as conversations happen can yeah. just be more thrilling than than a war. Yeah, um, and I think you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more of this as as you yeah. go 
back backwards um and there was yeah ah it it was just really nice coming back to this episode and going god yeah yeah it it was good ah well yeah i I do always love the dialogue chess that goes on it's so good Mm. when it's good it's amazing yeah well especially going backwards i get sort of the same thrill that i get out of re-watching a show especially like a serialized drama like this one where Mm. you can look into the intent and uh the two layers of dialogue that are going on and uh none more than yeah my number three mvp which would have been sas queen sas queen oh fuck yeah who's selling the necklace thing so well as like oh you must be in the fanciest things but you know oh you know (laughs) (laughs) i i love how um i love her reaction when she sees brienne of tarth i'm you know what i tried so hard to remember all the the great names that you had for everybody yeah man i forget don't worry i need them tattooed Uh, memento style on my body swanson and sasqueen yeah there is another spin-off series i would watch the fuck out of (laughs) (laughs) and she's just uh Almost smiling as she's being complimented in quotes. It's just my lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, again, I love that, you know, this um, Sass Queen who has always been, you know, surrounded by finery and always been pampered as a lady, seeing a woman that she's heard of who is, you know, massive and a fighter and all these things she could never be. I think there's genuine admiration there. It comes off a little bit, uh, you know, maybe a little bit demeaning. She didn't mean to. But I think mm. I love the idea that she just idolizes this woman who became a fighter and all those things that she couldn't be as a lady who had to look nice and hold polite conversation and all that kind of thing well she chooses mm. her like she chooses the, the adjectives were chosen so well here she mm. aren't you marvelous you're just yeah. singular it's just <laughs> are these demeaning i thank you my lady like, yeah yeah exactly i i thanks i think yeah <laughs> i think yeah but no, I think the admiration comes true and like, yeah, it feels like they're purposeful because I'm, I'm assuming Brie, the things she would have had described about her are like, jeez, look at that. <laughs> huge. That's a huge bitch. Or it's just like uh, Demi Lardner and the kangaroo story. <gasps> Big. Big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty much. Yeah, she, she's a freak until she sees Diana Rigg and then yeah, just showing a bit of kindness. Mm. Once again, R.I.P. Diana, that was amazing. Yeah, yep, I do miss my Sass Queen, but, uh, but know, yeah, yeah, just realizing we didn't ever come up with a nickname for the young Tyrell lady, uh, Marjorie Tyrell. Mm. I think we just call her Hubba Hubba. <laughs> no, of course we. <laughs> well, don't. let's not, not be Game not of Thrones. <laughs> Marjorie Tyrell. There we go. I mean, that's a little low. That's some low hanging fruit there, bro. <laughs> we like to reach a little bit higher on this. Show. I can't believe she's not butter. <laughs> Marjorie. She's not butter. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, other example of violence. Do we have any other than uh, Oberon stabbing a dude? No, everything else is talking. <laughs> yeah, I think the 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 big um, the MA questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, aren't really getting covered in this episode. There's a, there's a blood. There's a blooded goat. Mm. Uh, yeah. or lamb. A little bit of uh, Dan Brady just you know sitting bu- sitting on a rock by the bay and watching her Dan dragons at play lady. and uh, you know just dragon babies they're <laughs> fighting over a goat. Dragon, dragon, <laughs> baby. <laughs> but no, I do like the that kind of moment where she's like, "Oh, don't fight," and one of them just ah, and so yeah, right. It's they're still animalistic. I mean, that never really comes up again. But whatever. No, hmm. my my last rewatch, I was I was watching this and going, "Oh, that's right. Are they going to do a thing where Daenerys has to learn to be more like a dragon, and she's going to earn them because they go away and then come back? Oh, they do come go away and come back, but it's not really." 
Yeah. That. No. <laughs> and it kind of it's kind of weird thinking about that cuz like she imprisons them mm. and then there's no like rebonding scene. Yeah, she lets them out, but yeah. they seem to be okay with that. Like that's oh, okay, mum. We understand. We belonged in the timeout corner. We ate too many mm. goats and children. <laughs> too stupid I'm to figure out. So <laughs> too stupid to figure out that there is only one pin holding these neck chains in place. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Idiot dragons, but yeah, no, they go away and then they come back just in time to to just to, to save her from the harpies. Yeah, um, in that scene, that mm, just so many opportunities to kill Daenerys, <laughs> which yeah, would be kind of funny. Man, well, I was thinking about it again because like the tiny dragons did make me think about the dragons arc in this show, mm. and it's like. Okay, theoretically, one of them becoming a White Walker is actually a really cool twist, but like. I, I don't know. I feel like we should feel more emotions for the dragons. Like, they're kind of just vehicles, really. Yeah, kind of. I do like they're a yeah. little bit smaller here. They're obviously growing as the series goes on. And, yeah, I recently... Um, so I was watching an episode of Monstrum, which is a uh, on YouTube from PBS. It's basically this uh, woman who talks about various kind of monsters throughout various cultures. And she mentioned... Dra- I watched the episode on dragons. Came up with an interesting bit that I didn't realize. Apparently because I've mentioned before that technically these are wyverns. <laughs> nah. yeah. um, but apparently <laughs> George R.R. R. Martin uh, made them uh, two-legged with wings instead of arms because he said there is no creature in all of nature that has four legs and wings. So I was like, all right, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So it's just like that. that's a thing that doesn't happen. Even in this fantasy world, they're going to have two legs and wings, but they're going to be dragons. Shut up. Mm. Huh. Well, I mean, there let's were those things. Let's not talk about thrones anymore. Let's just, just, let's just have a think about animals with wings and four legs yeah uh, you you at home take a moment and think about what animal does have four legs that's it because you kind of got bats but they've got like wind wing hands yeah they got wing hands yeah yeah Yeah. yes i'll take Uh, also i'll take that so uh youtube monstrum i really really love that show it's talking about Mm. monsters and support your pbs i guess americans Yes, where half of our <laughs> listenership comes from, actually. <laughs> also, the woman who hosted is a, has a like a doctorate in uh, monsterology, and I'm like, that is the sexiest what? goddamn thing. I don't know if that's what it is, but I don't care. I'm in love. <laughs> from where? Uh, which university does this? Which magical Hogwarts? I Dracula guess. Universe. I don't know. Man. <laughs> yeah. What's the one we made up in Pulp Fury? Willow Nut. Uh, Willow Nut. Not. Yeah, it was gonna be Wagstaff, but uh, then I realized that was uh, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be you know wizards wagging a staff. Oh, you know. oh, really? That uh, you yeah. just oh, mm. that's amazing that you came up with that independently. Yeah, <laughs> but I had to change it. Well, anyway, listen to Pulp Fury Radio, Working Class Wizards. It's a good show. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, I think we're just on a free for all now. Any notes anyone wants to yell out at any moment? Pew pew pew. Uh, you I've are... got notes on your last five seasons, so um, if you want to bear with me. <laughs> oh, bring it, Mister Goodman. <laughs> I've been listening and going yes or no. This is, no, this is this is good and wrong. I agree. Yeah, I hate this. Yeah. Well, it's why him. did they call it Oathbreaker? <laughs> Someone got to me on Twitter about that, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I forget what they said. Kiss up, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> We're a good podcast. Because we're a baller. Um, what you got, man? Let me see. I got. I have many notes. Do you know what? Do you know who I hate? Mm-hmm. Um, who do you hate? J- Janos Slint or Janos Slint. He is the, the, the biggest fucking prick. Um... <laughs> At least for this episode. He's big in this season, I think. He is the guy who is um, a bit of a lapdog to Sir Alistair uh, on the Night's Watch. Oh, uh, P-Pants. The, the, you know the names of P-Pants. people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, I can't go. Yeah, 
I haven't got the memory for funny nicknames. <laughs> well, again, backwards watch. It's just all I knew him in the first episode. Yeah. I saw him as the guy that was pissing his pants while the ba- big battle at uh, Night's Watch was going on. No, no, the first episode you saw him in, he lost his head. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then I saw yeah. him pee, my, pee his pants mm. at the battle, which I'm like, okay, well, he's in a puddle his, of yeah. his own making. Yeah. He's just a simpering fucking dishonorable weasel. Yeah, he is the worst. And just watching him, it, it's like the, the the bully's mate who sits next to Alistair <laughs> just going, yeah, good one, good one, Alistair. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just want to just slap him every time he's on on uh, on screen, which yeah. I guess well done him. Yeah, because yeah. um, that's the character. That's what he's meant to be. And yeah, this is a bit of John yeah. on trial for... Uh, Killing a, a member of the Night's Watch, but he's like, he told me to do it. It was the only way I could be accepted into the wildling folks and then get to bang one of them. It was pretty good. <laughs> the only way I could have banged that one. Yeah, she was a redhead. I've, I've got a fetish for redheads now. <laughs> it just. <laughs> I'm going to show my bomb in three seasons. Do they have a stenographer <laughs> taking notes here? It's like just <laughs> stenographers looking over and because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he says I lay with a wild like woman there's like even though there's not a record scratch there's a record scratch yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like whoa you? I mean uh, I mean no you're not allowed to do that's your vows uh. Uh, uh, all, all the, sorry all the dudes there here are like this is this is a, a real breach of Night's Watch code nice <laughs> you should really not be doing nice one John yeah they just all like, give him a fist bump and they're like that. you shouldn't do that but oh deets Carpet, drapes, what do you got? Even the blind person's like, ah, fuck it, we're all doing it, who cares? Yeah, again, I like yeah. I like the old maester who's all like, if we if we executed every man who lay with a woman, we would be fortifying the wall with headless men. Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah, pe- old people acting the shit out of really good one-liners. Like, mm-hmm. this is yeah. what this show does amazingly. Yeah. There's, there's a I weird kind of, uh, like, you get all the roles when you're maybe 20 to 30, and then there's a big empty gap. And then when you hit, like, uh, a, a gray fox age, that's when you get all the new roles. It's like, you're just, like, the dopest, wisest character. It's like, fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, there's uh, we saw something in that midpoint, but there's a sweet spot towards the end, at least. Hmm. Jura Mormont's filling out that midpoint. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, <laughs> get a bit of Jura Mormont. Um, he's just kind of hanging out with Dan Brady and... Uh, that's all I really had. Story. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Yeah, Daenerys really is a nothing story. It really for is for a long time. Actually, Thank I, feel you. Like, <laughs> I feel like this entire scene exists just so you can go. Where's Dario Naharis? Oh look, he's being portrayed by a different actor than last season. Mm, everyone, yeah. pay attention. Yeah, the dude looks like a weird hybrid between Adam Driver and uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's interesting. A Dutch mm. one. And it, yeah, sorry. That's how bored I was with this scene. Like, <laughs> I kind of thought they landed the, the weird half crucifixion bit pretty well, but yeah, mm. I still fail to give much of a shit about the Denarius thing. Yeah, well, I was curious because I couldn't remember if they did, you know, later on she crucifies all the masters as mild markers uh, like mm. the children were. And I was wondering if the children actually came up or whether we were told about them, but they do. Uh, yeah. Could have used maybe a bit of reinforcement on that, I suppose. I don't know what exactly, but um, I kind of like the bit where he picks her a flower and she's like, oh, you're trying to flirt with him. He's like, no, you need to understand that this is the flower they grind up to reduce fever. And also I'm flirting with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it it yeah. worked well enough. I liked all that stuff from Daenerys when she's being condescending towards child men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who, who she, she surrounds herself with. Um, she's great. I, I love all of her delivery in that. It's when she's mm. standing in front of the, the crucifix and going, I will see every one of these. Mm. Yeah. I'm just going, oh. <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much, Abraham Lincoln. Um, but no, I... <laughs> 
I do like when she's just like, just so tired of people trying to fuck her that she's just like, yeah. you know, you're yes, not being yes. useful to me right now. You you can march <laughs> at the back of this line. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I love that escalation, actually. Would you like to walk yeah. without shoes then? It's like, you know what? You yeah. can literally get to the back of the line of people trying to fuck me right now. It's pretty fucking long. <laughs> it's everyone in this line, in this army. Yeah. They are in the line. Most of them don't even have dicks and they're still going for it. So, uh, still trying. Yeah. You know, hope springs eternal. Wait, what was the gambling scene between uh, Grey Worm and What's His Face as well? Dario Naharis guy, I keep forgetting the name of, who changes actor next season. Yeah, yeah, you and Driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Driver McGregor. Um, I guess they were just seeing who could hold out their sword on their hands for the longest. Sounds boring to get as to... fuck. And why they have to do yeah. it like way out nowhere, I don't know. Mm. Well, they wouldn't have given Danny the opportunity of having that tracking shot across her enormous army otherwise. Yeah. They were very considerate. Which is probably why she didn't execute them. Yeah, so, but your grace, we gave you a tracking shot. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> well, don't do it again. <laughs> uh, and I still love that, yeah, her giant free army that are just so neatly organized. <laughs> so free. They're free. Totes free. They could leave any time they want, but please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Won't they? Yep. Because <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, they totally don't. Every time I hear somebody say Khaleesi, all mm. I can think is, is uh, all of those people who named their kids or got Khaleesi tattoos uh, uh, <laughs> or anything a read the room just just uh, and b wait yeah yeah you're four seasons in no i actually i know it was on jason muse's short list to call his daughter um Khaleesi, but ended up going with logan <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's fair and that's unisex as well yeah. yeah yeah that really works i'm on board yeah nice one jason muse yeah He's, yeah, having a weird second life now as like a Twitch streamer and stuff. It's that's yeah. that that is still entirely fitting in with the stoner comedy vibe, man. <laughs> no, absolutely. There was something else. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's always something else. It's Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I didn't mind the stuff with Aloy and uh, uh, Tormund. Yeah, it was all right. It was a bit of tension between, you know, she's all getting ready for war and Tormund's being dope as always. Not as dope as he will be, but then these Then oh, guys rock up and they're like, oh, we eat people. Man, we're creepy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> pretty much the extent of it. But as much as I make fun of that scene, it was pretty good. Yeah. I'll... Then... Sorry, go. No, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, I did like the pullback re- reveal of the arm. Mm. I mean, I knew it was <laughs> coming, but still. <laughs> yeah. It's that they are dickheads the fens yeah and I, I just hate every every second of them on screen but not in a bad way mm. it's 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 a compliment to game of thrones yeah. that i hate i just hate them so much they're just <laughs> awful um and i just love i love Tormund's line when they come into view of fens i fucking hate fens yeah yeah oh, the mm, affection i've grown that. for Tormund in the backwatch i'm now like well if you hate them i hate them too yeah we're, we're yeah. friends we're friends by the way <laughs> what he said Friends before Thens, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think he's one of the very few characters that gets like uh, really cool shit to do, do in the later seasons. Like, yeah. they really do a big character shift for him yeah. that works. On the forward watch, I'd yeah. completely forgotten about him until maybe season six or seven. Like, I, and then he seemed like a big deal, and it's like, ah, oh, that's when they made him fun. Yeah. Before that, he was just a guy, mostly. Yeah. But now he's the guy. He's the guy who's obsessed with. Tilda Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> he plays it so well. Mm. So I got so big. <laughs> Giant milk. <laughs> Bragging that he once fucked a bear. God damn. What a legend. <laughs> so no one believes you fucked a bear. 
That I, I totally did. <laughs> she just goes to a different school, man. You wouldn't know her. <laughs> uh, man, what else She's we got? Real. There's a weird little moment where it feels like Sansa's in a slasher fic because she's going through like a yeah. yeah being chased. And she's like, oh, someone's behind me. Like, oh wait, it's this, it's this guy. Okay, hello, fool. I mean, I know it's setting up the next <laughs> bit. I do actually quite like his speech. Where he's like, let my name have one more day in the sun. But I also want to know if this was the plan. What if Sansa was like took it, but then thought, I'm not going to wear it to a wedding though. That's weird. And then <laughs> yeah. just didn't have it. And uh, you know, Sass Queen is like, oh, I thought you'd be wearing something different. Damn. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> do you have a knife? <laughs> How do I hide done. a knife in a cup? And hope, <laughs> hope Joffrey just drinks the knife. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Me? I'm an old lady. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't poison that. it. I don't know. <laughs> poison like, a drink with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Who put this knife here? What? <laughs> if this so is sneaky. This is someone play on the whole fly in an ice cube. This has gone too far. Look, look you've stabbed <laughs> the king. At, woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, props to Tony Way, uh, who's the who's the jester who gives her the the, mm. the necklace. Mm. He's uh he's he's big in England. Well, not big in England. Oh, he's really? big big with me in England. I felt like uh, I recognised him, like not just from this have, show as well. Have you seen Spaced? Yeah. Mm. He's the the paper boy. All right. Oh, Have you seen Black Books? <laughs> Have I seen what? Sorry. Black Books. Yeah. Of course. Oh. He's, um. When when Bernard gets locked out overnight and he goes to that burger place, um. Tony <laughs> Way is the server. Yes. yes. Son of a bitch. Uh, oh. Yeah. He, he's in a whole bunch, but he's also in a very good film called Sightseers, uh, by Ben Wheatley, who did um. God, I, I, so what I, I, what I, I say just... about trying to remember celebrity things in the middle of a yeah? <laughs> I, I was just flipping through my role, my mental Rolodex of all the films he's done and going, no, that's niche UK, no, that's niche UK. <laughs> oh, but no, just pick your favorite man, and there's oh. yell pew pew pew. He did, uh, oh, he did Kill List, pew pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he was in Ali G in the house. Yep. Okay. I'm pretty uh, sure I've heard yeah. of Kill List as well. I think he was on like the opposing um, crew or whatever yeah, yeah. it was. Oh yeah. Okay. I think I don't know. It's been so long since I've. Uh, the, now that you mentioned the paperboy from space, I'm like fuck, he is too. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Daisy uh, he's wearing braces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, because like I was, I was having that moment of like, yeah, actor deja vu, and I'm like, no, dickhead. It's just because you watched two episodes with him in it already, <laughs> and oh, that's amazing. Like the cameos in yeah. Game of Thrones, like they go for it. Sometimes mm-hmm. they make an Ed Sheeran out of it, but they, yeah, the ones that land. <laughs> I don't. I didn't mind the Ed Sheeran. I know like everyone in the world hates it, but he was just there, going hello. Yeah, I didn't mind it either. It did feel a little bit. Hey, look everybody, look who we got. Because every other cameo tends to be in the background, where this is front and center. I don't think he yeah. did a bad job. It was just it was too look who we got. I suppose. I, I guess the problem is that he's Ed Sheeran, and yeah. he's by by far the most famous person in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um. Like every other cameo, it's it's like, hey, we got Cigarose yeah. to 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 yeah. play at the wedding. We got Mastodon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're in you know makeup and zombies. You can't really tell. Yeah, yeah. That... He's he's there. He's got his guitar. He's going. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's a campfire scene. Whereas Mastodon, they look like all the other wildlings. Mm. So they just blend yeah. right the fuck in. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a blink and you miss it compared to a look. <laughs> look, yeah. we got him. Yeah, Eddie boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm to the end of my notes. I had a low blow 
um thing written here? What? I don't think I know what that is. I don't know what that is. Oh, sorry. Uh, the scene with uh, Cersei and Jamie and saying you took too long. God damn, Cersei's insufferable fucking. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jamie's all like, I got my I hand see. cut off. I got here as soon as I could. What else? You took too long. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a new f- new lover now. His name's Bamey. <laughs> He's better than you. Yeah. Got um, two hands. Ooh. <laughs> And he yeah, brought me chocolates. You forgot to bring me chocolates. I just got you chocolates. <laughs> I was going to bring you chocolates. I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they were in my other hand. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen them. Oh, they were good. But then the hand. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Those chocolates. Him waving at Kyburn as he leaves with his uh, his metal hand is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like that scene of that getting installed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's installed. see. My notes. I do... There's a whole bit where uh, Jamie is talking. gets a Valerian steel sword. Is talking to Tywin. Is like, "I'll ne- you'll never be as good." It's like, "Oh, so long as I'm better than everyone else." Maha. Uh, I'm Jamie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cocky motherfuckers yeah. in this universe. Although I do love that Tywin is now. You you don't need to be a king's guard anymore. The king is safe. Ha! Next episode, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I'll, I'll throw it to you, Paul, because like I asked Beach this last week when you were watching this, like. Um, back when it was airing, was the second episode, did that feel like a shock when Joffrey died? Did that feel like too soon in the season? No, it didn't. It, it felt like it couldn't have come s- soon <laughs> enough. Um, as we were, I remember I was watching it with my dad and as it was happening, it was like, it, it, it was like realizing, like you had not been made aware that they'd moved Christmas forward. Mm. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's Christmas Day and everyone has bought you presents. And You're there, you, boy. You, look, what through, day you is look around. Yeah, and you look around and go, is this really ha- Is this happening? Is Joffrey dying? <laughs> and, then, and then you're just, you're going, yay, as he's choking out and like bleeding from every orifice. <laughs> and then he dies and the episode ends and you just go, fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back when Game of Thrones Brilliant. was good, it's like they would throw in a major character death, you know, second episode, not like the season yeah. open or the season closer. It would be just in there. Yeah. Ugh. And it had so much more impact there. I think to when, you know, John dies in quotations and that's like the season close and it's like, I mean, because you made such a big deal of it, we all know he's not. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's so, like, because this has definitely, obviously, been my favourite season that we've covered so far. And yeah. I think it's, like, even though it did kind of sag in the middle for me, I think it just really ended and started so strong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the way they handled his death as well didn't feel like, they kept referencing it, but it didn't feel like as hammered home as it was in John's. Like and also playing up mm. the will they uh, will he won't he survive thing like I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, this this season very good. Mm-hmm. I, I, this show is good. <laughs> I can't believe I slept <laughs> on it this long, but I'm glad I am watching it the dumbass way I'm watching it now. Uh, well, that's the thing because we can now honestly say that Game of Thrones lost itself in season five. It's not yeah. seven and eight that fucked it up. Honestly, five has such a different flavor to it. Whereas yeah. all of four just feels, I don't know, just better. I don't know how else to explain it. It's no, just more cohesive. It, it's more yeah. layered. Uh, yep. Well, uh, having rewatched the whole thing recently, and because it's lockdown, we watched the whole thing in about three weeks or, so, or something. It was <laughs> oh, <wow>. unhealthy, <laughs> unhealthy speed to go through it. But we were able to, you know, do a almost side by side comparison. And you know, there there are moments in the earlier seasons where 
just scenes of people talking I, I, i'm in tears because of the 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 relief and there are there are some scenes earlier on between the uh, a couple of characters that feel shakespearean in in the kind of the majesty of it and mm. and and the like i said earlier some of the, the best moments are just they're just character moments the mm. set pieces are cool um is it like is it miguel sapochnik who did battle of the bastards and a few other things like they're cool yeah but the 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 best bits are the the characters coming together and connecting or not connecting mm. that's where the real sparks fly and in season five onwards there are you know there are some episodes in those later seasons mm. that are still great and there are some still some really amazing moments but for the most part it's just you know it, it's it's not an exaggeration to say john just turned into mcqueen yeah john yeah, like people just the characters are all forgetting what what drives them, mm. and they just become catchphrases almost. And it and it's it just it's like it just forgot what it was. Yeah, no, I totally yeah. agree. It's like they yeah they became silhouettes and catchphrases. I, th- I like that term. It's because uh, at a certain point you kind of knew plot armor now existed for certain characters, like Dan Brady. Like okay, well she's not going to die. Exactly. Neither is John Bomshovi. Um they're going to be there to the end and you kind of just knew that and even though yeah. I, I like if there were moments where i'm like i kind of genuinely want to see what happens if one of these people dies because it'll be so chaotic yeah. what, what do we do now um and it just doesn't it never happens and it's it's whereas yeah. yeah everything up to this was so surprising every they killed joffrey in episode two wasn't the season opener to be like oh you better watch this it was all this is what we, this is just what happened hidden tucked away mm. and, and and in the um in, in the rewatch we were going through and there are certain points from season five onwards where we just go, that person should have died then. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this sure. person should have died then. There, there, there are so many moments where like Bron is a good example. Mm. Should, should have died season in season seven or something. He kind of, he'd run out of use and then, and then season eight, he just kind of shambles around until yeah. he's made master of coin and, and yeah. there's so many things like that where they just needed to be brave about killing people just mm. like just because they were popular it felt like yeah they, they were clinging onto them because if they got rid of the popular people then the show would lose its popularity and, and I, maybe they were trying to subvert the whole thing of shock twists but they're not they're not shock twists they're just real life life is full of chaos and yeah and that was always great. It was always like, fuck your characters. We're here to tell a story. And the story is what matters. Yeah. So yeah. if you yeah. did kill a main character, it was like, so what happens now? Holy shit. I didn't even know. And yeah. it was like, okay, I kind of know now. Yeah. And to me, like season four kind of felt like where the world was unraveling. But like, I liked how they're kind of unraveling it, obviously. Yeah. Killing Joffrey and really challenging the structure and putting all these characters who were previously in this kingdom out of there mm. and kind of challenging them. And, you know, that works to varying degree. Um, I guess that's the challenge that the series did have. Um, mm. And I'm guessing going backward, I'm going to sort of see more of a solid foundation in the kingdoms and stuff. And because I've talked a lot about that. The throne sort of in its image and marketing and stuff sort of seemed way more important than the early days than in anything that I've seen so far as well. Mm. Yeah, there are, there are so many reasons and people have spent hours dis- <laughs> discussing the various <laughs> problems and, and, and how things went wrong and you could just continue because, yeah, I mean, there, there, are, there are so many tiny problems mm. that just come to seed and 
Oh, it's just sad. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's just sad because it was it was on on track to on route to becoming the best TV show of all time. Yeah, yeah. and Breaking Bad's still going to hold that place. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I win. The Wire. <laughs> the Wire. Ah, oh, still haven't done that one yet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have I have a few. I to be fair to Breaking Bad, I watched it when I was on a lot of Valium. I had a neck injury, so I, so I was on Valium. I just ate biscuits and watched Breaking Bad in a, at a similar pace to my rewatch of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So it's so the the, the details do blur somewhat. Fair, fair. Oh man, I'd love to do Bad Breaking, but we've both seen it, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Mystery's kind of lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I was looking through my notes for any last bits. I think the only bit I really wanted to call to was. I now have a lot more context for uh, Oberon Martell, his sister Ilya, who was married to Rhaegar, and then he ran off and ran another woman. That was Ned Stark's mm. sister. Mm. Uh, that that was, you know, then John was her son. I understand that now. Before, it was just this feature. It's like, oh, that's what this guy is about. It wasn't tied into the whole universe. I'm like, ah, oh, I get it now. Yeah. So I had a good kind of understanding of that on this run through. Um, but I think I'm out of notes, guys. Elliot, how about you? I'm out of notes. How about you, Paul? Oh, I think I've got one thing. Oh, yes, yeah, Cersei's spy. I oh, fucking yeah. hate her as yeah. well. Yeah, a lot of people everything. in this show. I just, was... just her little face, just, just <laughs> going. Oh, I could tell the queen about this. <laughs> she doesn't come up again, did she? Yeah, I think I kept, I kept expecting her to, or at least uh, Tywin and Tyrion to have a moment of. I've heard you've been having a whore in amongst these AR palace. You <laughs> shan't do that anymore. I'll have her killed. Mm. You know, but it was just like. I know what happens, but it feels like that her telling didn't then have a scene of consequence. Yeah. Mm. And so that was weird. Yeah, I couldn't remember if I'd seen her before, but yeah, I had the same reaction. like, oh, new character. I get to see them die. <laughs> I didn't see <laughs> yeah. her die. Just no. saw her dumb little snitchy face. Yep. Yeah. Just forgot about her. Yeah. Snitches get nothing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's worse than snitches. <laughs> just forgotten entirely. Yeah. Written out of the show. You never get another scene. <laughs> But you got your, uh, uh, you know, Screen Actors Guild card. Um, <laughs> yeah, was that all your notes, dude? I, th- I think so, yeah. Um, oh, when everybody was calling Daenerys Misa. It's just, it makes me think of Jar Jar Binks. It's not a good association. <laughs> uh, if you're going to make a conling, then, you know, avoid that. Yeah. I'm assuming it means mother or something like that. Yeah. She but has just enough. don't take a word that Jar Jar Binks says. <laughs> no, no. She has enough names. She doesn't need any uh, <laughs> Gungan phrases to add it on to that. Uh, mother of Gungans, jeez. <laughs> we don't need that oh, shit, no. no. no oh my, that. Yeah, replace all the dragon sound effects in Game of Thrones with Jar Jar Binks noises. Someone on top of that. Get on <laughs> top of it. <laughs> George Lucas is already working on it. <laughs> Rips right. the goat away from... Oh, no! Anyway. Ah, <laughs> but no, I will say, um, at the start of this season of Thrones of Games, season five, Game of Thrones season four, um, is when, you know, we really ramped up the um, putting out Pulp Fury and I'd asked uh, Beach to take over for the editing on the, mm-hmm. this. So, yeah, at about uh, episode two of this season, you took over. And, yeah, just wanted to say, man, you've been doing a really good job of it I, and the I, shows I, are sounding great. Thank you, but I just follow the, the instructions you set out for me. So. I didn't put instructions for you to put in boing sound effects when we were talking about when uh, the long, young lady Tyrell Margarine can't I like a bit, a bit more waka waka in my editing. <laughs> no, no, well done, man. It sounded great. Well, thank you. Yeah, apologies. I don't know how long you usually record for, but um, I just had to come Paul, on and just Paul, continue talking Paul, until you cut me off. Paul, 
Pew, pew, pew. Renegades! Renegade. We do what <laughs> we want. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. some more notes. Well, if we're all out of no. notes, we must ask our final question. Paul Goodman, how did we get here? Wait a second, you know. Elliot J. O'Neill, how did we get here? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um... <laughs> Well, I was told that the recent episode is... Oh, my God, I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> See, one night when I couldn't sleep, I went through my Thrones of Game diary and I wrote all the episode titles so I could do this bit without having to open up my phone. But what the fuck Nerd. word is that, Beach? <laughs> it's like you were writing Mufasa and gave up. <laughs> oh, give me, give me a sec. Is that Misa? Maybe Misa we just talked about um, was mother, we think, for Daenerys. Actually, so, yeah, uh, if, if I'm spelling it M-H-Y-S-A, that kind of makes sense. That looks like my M, my H, my Y, and my S, and my A. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I, I do Lisa. have fucking doctor's handwriting. Like, my G's look like S's, my fucking every other letter looks like squiggles. <laughs> What's pyorrhea? Pyorrhea? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just doctor. It would be in a, in a crazy world where a doctor uh, was writing down that I have diarrhea. On a bit of paper. I believe it is M H Y S A. Ah, so yeah. it, it is Misa. There we go. There we go. Pyorrhea so, is what you get after eating too much pigeon pie and lemon cakes, mm. <laughs> especially at King's Landing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Misa. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Dan Brady gets her fucking fourteenth name. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to Gunga. Yeah. <laughs> Liberates Gunga. <laughs> The slave colonies of finally <laughs> batting away these little haughty gungans trying to fuck her dragons. Get away, you freaks! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I imagine gungans would do if they saw dragons. Sure, fuck it. What? Uh, it's this show. It's, it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> fuck After it. going, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the orgasm sound. <sighs> yeah. Sorry about that, but we've gone there Misa now. These are doing nothing. <laughs> Uh, ah, <laughs> ah, stop. I'm, I'm putting an end to this. All right. <laughs> if we're all out of notes and that's how we get here, then I've been BT Calloway. That's been Elliot Joe O'Neill. Goodbye. Uh, Paul Goodman, one more plug for your show, please. Uh, it's one good thing. You can find us at OGT Pod on Twitter and Facebook. On our Patreon, me and the other Paul have done Game of Thrones pitches where we've uh, fixed it to our liking. And I'm very excited about Elliot coming and uh, checking this out because he is a, a glorious patron. <laughs> I'll get um, there in uh, three seasons of this podcast time when I can uh, start enjoying other people's Game of Thrones mm-hmm. content. <laughs> There's so much of it out there. We've just we've just flopped ours on top of the pile. Yep. But it's the best. So, um, yeah, check us out. Awesome. All right. And remember, the one good thing about Season 4, Episode 1, is when you stab a knife with a dude's face. But for now, our watch is ended. And of course, as always, if you get stuck, just shout Renegade Podcast Pew Pew Pew. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's I'm our looking get- forward to Pew Pew Pewing. Yeah, it, it's our Get Out of Podcast Trouble Free card. Anyway. <laughs>